Hi everyone, a welcome to Sex in the City, season six, episode five. Well, six B, episode five, titled <laughs> "The Cold War." Hi, Nana. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. I don't know. Every time I see the episode, I know it says like I don't know, eighteen or something. I'm like, I should switch it up, but I still <laughs> stick to episode five. I'm like confusing everybody. I've, I think I've started doing 18, 17, blah, 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 just because um, that's how it forces Eight. up to upload the episodes, you know? Yeah. So it's just easier on my brain. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably start doing that, but yeah. yeah. Anyways, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's your week been? It's been good. It's been good. So, you know, I think I want to give a quick shout out to some of our new listeners, especially the ones who came from Alter Call, because we've received a few messages just saying like, you know, from Alter Call, they also listen to the rewatch. So just want to say thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. And listen to Auto Call as well, guys. And Married at First podcast. Married at First Sight podcast. Wow, I really messed that up. But yes, listen to Auto Call. Yeah. <laughs> and her friend Aid. They do great work over there too. Okay, we are winding down, and this episode is when Carrie tries to introduce the Russian to her friends, Samantha is struggling with the fact that people think Smith is gay. Charlotte puts her dog, Elizabeth Taylor, up for, what is it, a dog competition? Yeah, like a show, I guess, yeah. And Miranda gets used to living in Brooklyn. How did you feel about the episode? I liked it. I actually liked it. I did too. What did you think? I did too. I did too. I think if I was Kristen Davis, I'll be pissed because this is like what the third episode in a row where she does not have a significant storyline. It's almost like she's a joke. Yeah, yeah. Like she looked beautiful, so hey, she can stare in the mirror at her beautiful face and feel better. So. All right, so we see Carrie and the Russian snuggling up in a restaurant as Carrie tells us that when it gets cold outside, New Yorkers go inside to find heat because the rest of the nation stay outside to get the cold. So I'm tired of Carrie just thinking things are, you know, just I know, I'm like, who knew? <laughs> stay warm. It's a uniquely <laughs> New Yorker phenomenon. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Carrie seems shy of the whole PDA thing because, you know, Alexander is just kissing her over. So he's making out with her when someone yells out his name. And it turns out that it's his friends and it's like two men and a woman. And they're all there. And she makes a comment like, oh, you're at the star table which didn't register until later. Um, He asked them like, oh, join us and sit down. And the lady is so grateful. She's like, oh my God, you're such a lifesaver. Like, you know, there was no um, availability for seating. But then it made me wonder because Carrie and Alexander are sitting in a booth that could fit like six people. It's because they're famous, New York famous. Especially Alexander is probably worldwide famous, you know? (laughs) When you say they're famous, I'm like, they or he? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Carrie New York known. Alexander is world famous. How about that? <laughs> See, Carrie's fame is one of the mysteries of life. Like the woman is on the side of a bus, and yet people yeah. down on her. <laughs> so yeah. um, Alexander makes introductions, and there is John Paul Sandel. He's a painter, and then the most ra- and then Audra, the cook. Oh, sorry, Audra Cook, 
editor of Art Life, he's a magazine, and then his assistant Lee, which was the most random thing. I'm like, okay, did his assistant walk in with them? And why the buddies? Huh? Maybe they're all buddies. His assistant did not say a word. He was just hanging on with them. Sure he didn't. Sitting there, and I just thought, why is Alexander's assistant hanging out with these people? And then they walked into the restaurant where he was. It was a very strange thing to me. So. Yeah. I was going to ask you, and I did look on IMDb because the woman's face was really annoying me. But I think she just looks like another famous actress whose name is like, because I'm like, I've seen her somewhere before. But mm-hmm. then I looked at IMDb, I was like, I guess I haven't. But also the guy Sandow is Hector Salamanca, and I was like, oh my guy from Breaking Bad. Ah, now that's who. Yeah. Rang a bell in my head, but I didn't mm-hmm. have to look up, but she didn't ring any bell in no, my head. She really looks like somebody. It's been driving me insane, but uh-huh. yeah. So Audrey yeah. Tells, tells Alexander that she has just been informed of his show in Paris. Shocker! Carrie has this look on her face, like what? Who again? What do you guys talk about? But I guess that's part of the episode. Um, John says a solo exhibit at the Galerie Nationale du Jeu de Pain is nothing to sniff at. I said that like I was looking down on it. I'm not. I'm just. <laughs> You're making fun of the French. <laughs> I'm trying to be fancy, so I'm just trying to be like oh, blah 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 blah. So they say it's his first exhibit in six years, and the, and then Audra's like the world is waiting with bated breath. These are frenemies, not friends. I yes. picked up on. So she asks Carrie, so how are his pieces? How are they? And Carrie's like, um, I don't know. I haven't seen them. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm sure you've never asked. Mm-hmm. So they ask, oh, are you an artist too? And she goes, no, I'm a writer. I write a column for a newspaper. And Audra's like, oh, the New York Times. She goes, um, no, the New York Star. <laughs> it's not funny. But <laughs> she was such a bitch. Oh, my gosh. But yes. <laughs> I felt for Gary. Like, no matter what I say, it's going to be the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. So Alexander chimes in and he's like, yes, it's a very good column about women, men, and sex that is very smart and it's funny. And then Audra's like, sure. <laughs> he says, you're not sure, you're snide. And then he grabs the newspaper from someone who's like sitting beside them. And then he reads something about the column and it's some shit about the, the 69 position. And I'm like, oh dear, this is the worst example <laughs> you could give. But the whole thing was funny, but also like, it's nice that Alexandra was standing up for her. Again, not to compare to Big, but I don't think Big would go that far. <laughs> Because that I think also everything you said was what was going through my mind. I'm sorry. I don't care what's coming next. You can never get me to hate Alexander. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> from the beginning, this woman, sorry to carry, but he's treated her way better than she deserves. And yeah. he has literally, he indulges, like he doesn't look down on her. Yeah. Even though I know it's not right. Like, I, I'm not sure how to word this. If he were to look down on her, it would still not be right, but I understand. Do you know what I mean? Because they're both in the arts, and he's, like, so celebrated. Let alone some idiot, like, Big, who looks down on her. But he's always, like, propped her up. He's never devalued her work. And I love that he didn't hesitate to stand up for her in front of this woman who was being a bitch to her for no fucking reason. Yeah. And I was like, that's what your man should do. And I'm um, sorry, you, they can never make me hate you, Alexander. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, 
expand on what Nana is saying. Like, it's not going to be right if you look down on her. But, like, let's use the analogy or the example of, like, the entertainment world. There's a hierarchy. Everyone entertains. I mean, everything is is merged now. But in the past, the movie actors look down on the TV actors. Yes. Because they think, like, they're more. And then the TV actors now look down on the reality, act, the reality yes. actors, reality people, even though they all do the entertainments. The yes. reality people might actually have more fame than the mm-hmm. TV people. So there's just a hierarchy. And so what she's trying to say is just like, you not understandable, but it's human nature. You get it, exactly. Because what I do matters and what you write is smut. But it does. It's like even people doing prestige TV look down on soap actors. There's a natural yeah. hierarchy everywhere. I do think it's human nature to want to feel better than the person next to you. I don't care. You can deny it to Kingdom Come. But it's innate. But he just, he's never, ever leaned into that, ever. Yeah. And, yeah, I feel like we spent all this time dissing people for bullshit. I don't feel bad giving him props at all. So, yeah. Yeah. And going back to, I think, something I said a few episodes ago, these women don't know what to do with good love. Well, except Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Because all we've seen is her finding one thing. Oh, you don't want to have kids. Oh, your romance is Mm -hmm. too much. Oh, you. I'm like, what the fuck, Carrie? You've been with men who just, you've been wondering. Yeah. So, anyways. You know, I said it again a few, was it last episode? I can't remember. Like, I keep waiting for the shoe to drop as to why we apparently hate the Russians so much. Mm. I'm sorry, but it's not happening to me at yeah. all. Because every roadblock they've come against, I think all of it has been carry inflicted. Even the last episode with them about oh, my friend who died is because yeah. you didn't let him finish his sentence. Yes, it came across as callous, but you didn't let him explain. So even that, I'm not going to say that was something wrong he did. Like, I'm just not seeing it. I'm sorry. It's not. But remember I said that's something I've learned in the rewatch. was like my memory was like I didn't like him, but that the yeah. rewatch made me seen like with older eyes and everything that he was actually good. And then he puts her in her place, but not in a demeaning way. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. You know, he just gives her a different perspective. Carrie's just a brat. Mm-hmm. So we see Charlotte walking her dog with Anthony. Mm-hmm. I don't like Anthony in case anyone forgot. And of course he's being grumpy and people are just gushing at Charlotte's dog, Elizabeth Taylor. So Charlotte says she's thinking of re-entering her into the dog show, the competition. She's a competition dog or what's mm-hmm. it? What do they call it? A show it? dog. A show dog. Yeah, she's a show dog. So she's thinking of re-entering her. And then Anthony was like, sure, why not? And we are reminded how much of pop culture Charlotte doesn't know because remember what episode was that that they mentioned an actor? And Charlotte was like, who? Um, and I'm like, what? Judge Hartnett. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yes. height of his career. Like, how? But she doesn't know because um, um, Anthony says, no one puts baby in the corner. And she gives him a blank stare. And he has to scream. He's like, dirty dancing. Hello. I'm like, Charlotte, come on. I screamed with him. I yelled because <laughs> dirty dancing is a movie that's very close to my heart. But yeah. Um, can I say, and this may come into play a little bit later, but I was thinking, I feel like Charlotte can be, Charlotte's clearly like very intelligent, she knows who she is, blah, 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 but she can be very clueless, because I feel like she both does and doesn't understand that a lot of what she gets and her appeal is because of how she looks, because even with everyone stopping like to comment on the dog, I think it's because it was the whole image of her walking the dog. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. look like, oh, what a beautiful, picture-perfect, like, vision. 
and I know it's gonna come into play a bit later. So she thinks like like her because she's she'd gotten so many compliments from strangers. She's like, this is my sign to sign up the dog. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think they're just looking at the dog, Charlotte. They're looking at both of you and the picture you you represent. And I don't think she's picked up on that. Do you see what I'm coming from? Yeah, that makes sense because I didn't even pick up on that until you said it now. Yeah, and, and I feel like yeah. it plays in obviously a bit later in the episode. But I think that's it because he is a cute dog, but it wasn't like outstanding. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. If Anthony was walking the dog, we did have the same reaction. No. So it's what we call um, the slang. I don't know if it's uh, if it's just a Nigerian slang or the entire slang, but packaging. Yeah. You know, I do think packaging is more african because Ghanaians say too so sorry to the rest of the continent of africa but two countries is enough for me but yeah i feel like um westerners use different terms but i know exactly what you mean yeah so for uh for westerners the closest example for that would be like an image yeah so it's just the whole image that she gives because she's all proper in a society lady and mm-hmm. the way she carries herself and all that kind of stuff so and she's beautiful yeah. <coughs> with the cute dog <laughs> yeah that makes sense yeah. um miranda is at their new house in brooklyn it looks a hot mess everything was just in shambles and they're renovating and i'm like that was a quick close but again time is just a construct in this show so i don't know how long it's been but again her closing must have been really quick um she's complaining about walking from the train station in her heels and steve is like why don't you carry sneakers like everyone else and she's like stop i can move to brooklyn you can take the girl out of the city but you're not going to take me out of my shoes i was like well then he said stop complaining about it and he's right like listen yes you want to do that then do that so she's complaining that her internet which she's still calling dsl because it's still 2004 has not been installed but he's like you're gonna be happy we got mail i think they had issues with their address and she got her title tale magazine which i wish they had given a different name and it's basically just a play on national Enquirer. yeah Those magazines you see that's obviously false stories but it is what it is and Steve is like, I can't believe you read that crap. And she's like, I love it. It's my thing. Let it go. Um, next scene, Stanford pops up. And every time I forget about Stanford until he does pop up. And he's with his boyfriend. And he, I can't believe they're still together, too. <laughs> <laughs> he's at a place and he spots Smith at a table. And he like, he's at the star table. I'm like, oh, the mention of it again. I went to look back at the name of the episode. It's the Cold War. So I'm like, they're not trying to shoehorn something into this, but this is the second time we're hearing the star table being mentioned. (laughs) He's like, I know him. And then he and his boyfriend go up to Smith to say hi. And he's sitting with a brunette woman, but she turns around and it happens to be Samantha in a black haired wig. So as we see now, she just has a different wig every scene pretty much and so every single wig is a million times better than that pink atrocity she wore on the red carpet (laughs) i'm like so you you knew like what good wigs look like and you chose to go with that one because i actually think all the wigs look great on her but yeah (laughs) sorry it was really bothering me i think the thing that i don't know is if the public knows she has cancer because mm. I know they took that picture, but they've never addressed if they knew that, you know, that's why mm-hmm. she's wearing eggs and all that kind of stuff. But I guess they don't want to touch it. 
some surfer dude comes in and he's going on about dude my girlfriend loves you to like smith and goes on and on about that and then he asks for a picture and smith is like sure only if you can get my friends with it and then he takes the picture and i'm like this has to come in somehow some way and he does much later so we see Carrie in the Russian in bed and she's asking about his work and he's like, I don't want to talk about it. She's like, well, I want to know more about what you do, if for no reason, but to avoid having shock looks in the restaurants, referring to Audra asking her about it. And I'm like, Carrie, on your own, you did not want to know about your boyfriend's work until someone shamed you into finding out about it so to even say if for no reason. But anyways, he says he prefers to keep his work and his private life separate. And then she tries to leave, but he makes her stay and says it's cold, stay where it's warm. And of course, you know, Carrie never says no to men, so she stays. So they're at breakfast, and Samantha is in a different wig again. Miranda says she doesn't know how to tell her this, but she was reading her title tale, and Smith is in it. And Samantha's like, he's always in it. And then Charlotte is appalled that Miranda is reading title tale. She tells her the same thing she told Steve. It's my thing. Let it go. So she tells Samantha that this time Smith is gay. And we see the picture of all of them that was taken earlier, but Samantha was cut out of it. So it's just Smith, um, Stanford, and his boyfriend. I keep forgetting his boyfriend's name. Marcus. Marcus. Um, that's in there. But they refer to <laughs> they, <laughs> they refer to Stanford as unidentified older gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> in there so charlotte asks if she's not upset and she goes no after the big c that she doesn't sweat the small stuff and once the gay rumors start it means that you're really a star but i found it interesting that she didn't mention or tell the girls that she was in the picture and they cut it out yeah 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 so carrie I feel like she just didn't care to tell the truth well at the time <laughs> yeah so Carrie calls Charlotte and tells her that she can't make it because she's downtown and it's cold. Miranda is not happy about it. She's like, I came in from Brooklyn and you owe me a visit. Um, Samantha takes the phone and she's like, everything is fine. It's too cold. Stay downtown with your hot man. And I really feel like their responses to each of it was their personality. Yeah. So, um, But there was a weird scene after they hang up. They just stare at Carrie's empty chair. I think because they don't often have their meetings without her. So they're feeling her loss, you know? Yeah, but to stare at it. Okay, so maybe I'm thinking too deep. After I sat with it for a second, I thought it was a kind of foreboding because of, like, mm. getting used to life without carrying without the whole Paris. Yeah. Coming yeah, up, it so. could be. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So... Carrie tells us in a voiceover that she stayed, and that's what she did. She stayed with her man, and she stayed there for the next four days. Oh, sounds like heaven. <laughs> no one you're just, like, newly into someone, and you just want to spend all your time with them. Must before they start nice. to get on your last nerve. But anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's so nice, I mean, that you have a job, and you can just... Yes. Yes. Which is why every time... See... Alexander does not look down on Carrie, but I guess I do because every time I talk about Carrie, I'm like her job allegedly. I should I've never I I always <laughs> just say allegedly. <laughs> but I mean, um, so she comes home for a breath of air, change her clothes, but she comes home eventually and she listens to her messages and it is big, calling her incessantly. 
like to the point of just saying did i make you mad call me back and then i will apologize like where are you and blah 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 and then carrie walks over to her answering machine and deletes every single message and i wanted to applaud yes i was like oh my god are we finally turning over a new leaf like woo. i that- know that feeling when you're finally over the person you don't give a fuck anymore oh yeah. That is what you call growth. Like, mm-hmm. good on you, Carrie. That is absolutely the right thing to do. And, yeah. So, the next scene, she does uh, do good on her promise. She is in Brooklyn. And she's telling Miranda about big calling and all that. And how she deleted the message. And Miranda was like, you did? And she's like, yeah. And then Miranda knows her girl because she's like, well, did you call him to tell him that you deleted <laughs> she goes no and Miranda's like wow and I'm like yes that girl got <laughs> screwed up a little <laughs> so <laughs> Carrie says after his last trip she's just like what's the point things are serious with the Russian and if you forget the last trip was when she was nursing him with his heart attack which he didn't even tell her and then when she says what are we doing and he just walked out on her and went to the bathroom so yeah I'm glad she remembered and didn't have amnesia about that yeah so, thank you for reminding me because I couldn't remember the last time. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it makes sense. So she says things are serious with the Russian and Miranda's like, really? She goes, yeah, like it's grown up. There's no confusion on how he feels, unlike Napa, but there is one thing. And then Miranda's like, oh, finally, I was wondering if this is perfect. What is it? She's like, they have nothing in common but each other. And I thought that was just a heavy statement because I had to stop and think about it. Then, yeah. uh, first of all, I'm so okay, but how would you know what you guys have in common since you never ask him any questions that matter? Sorry, <laughs> and <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily a problem. I used, I think I've like really changed my mind about this thing. I think because I had a conversation with my dad, like probably like five years ago we're just chit-chatting and I was like my parents are very different like very different personalities all of that and I was like do you like what do you think of the statement like opposites attract and I think we've spoken about it on the podcast before and he was like yeah like you don't have to be into the same thing as your partner or have the same whatever but he thinks like those kind of marriages can only be successful if you guys have the same values right um, if you share the same values, nothing else really matters because you're both separate people into separate things. And I felt so, I don't know, when she said that, I'm like, I don't really think it's a problem if you guys want the same things ultimately, like out of your life. And like, why do you have to have all the same hobbies or the same? And he doesn't belittle the things she's interested in, like fashion, her writing, her friends. He's never belittled it. And she doesn't belittle his work so what's the problem well she doesn't even know what it is to belittle so. <laughs> um, what do you think about it so i was gonna say before you mentioned that you know i'm in a different camp when it comes to the whole opposites attract thing i think mm-hmm. maybe it works but i think there's a lot of i've ha- i've had like conversations with friends of mine about this i'm like i'm not so anti people having things in common because mm-hmm. everyone's so opposites attract, opposites attract, and you shouldn't have the same because you stay in your bubble and you don't grow, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I think it makes life easier because you understand each other and you have the same. Basically, I think 
being similar is underrated. Yeah. But I agree with you. I was going to say you can be different and it's good if you complement each other in the places where you're different. Now, if mm. you're not complementary in the places where you're different, that's a disaster. Yes. The values thing is a thing. And I don't think the Russian and Carrie have the same values. Yes, I agree with so you. So when she that said too. that, I don't think I would have phrased it that way. But when she said it, I'm like, that's what it is. They don't have anything in, in common. And maybe that's why, I mean, there's the part that Carrie is self-centered, but yeah. maybe that's why she doesn't ask. And then yeah. he doesn't ask because he's stoic, even the whole Samantha thing and, and mm-hmm. getting, you know, friends thing or whatever. Now, are they willing to learn? And, you know, the way they came to a conclusion on that, like seeing each other's point of view, but is it sustainable? I don't know. But yeah. it's very matter of fact. Yes. And, and Carrie, Carrie likes to be babied and have her yeah. whims indulged. Yeah. And, and Carrie he doesn't is, seem like he's up for that. Yeah. And Carrie is pliable, as bad yes. as it kind of sounds. But no, she and, is. We is said this before, she, t- she takes on personality traits of whoever she's dating at the, yes. same, at the time. Yes. It's like, who are you, Carrie Bradshaw? But yeah. yeah. That's actually really interesting. So I'm just thinking back over everything you said. I do think like even though I just said all of that, like how opposites kind of try, but I don't think that should be the main marker of you looking for someone to be partnered with, like looking for someone completely opposite. I think I was just saying like there's no reason it still can't be successful, right? Yes. Even if you are opposite, but like I completely agree with you. It is nice when you have shared interests, like even stuff like if you both like TV, like it's nice to have someone to like discuss a show in depth with, and. Like, when you're trying to discuss with someone who doesn't give a shit, they're like, yeah, these aren't real people, I don't care. It can be feel a bit of, like, a dampener, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even if they try to be interesting, it feels like they're just indulging you. So, yeah, it's nice, like, to have shared interests. But I'm just saying, like, if you don't, I don't necessarily think that also can't be a successful relationship. Yeah, but I'm agreeing with you. I think you yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have shared values, but Carrie and Russian don't have shared don't values. Don't have it, yes, yes. So, yeah, I agree with everything you just said, yeah. So, um, and then she expands on the nothing in common but each other. It's like they're not involved in each other's lives. And I'm like, I, I, they don't talk about work. Miranda's like, well, I don't talk to Steve about my work. And Carol's like, yeah, but you share everything else. Yeah. And Miranda tells her every couple is different, which is true. And... Carrie says she had an idea that, you know, couples sharing everything, at least their passions. And that's not wrong either. Like, you can be different, but you should share your passions. Like, I'm into pop culture. My husband is not into pop culture as I am, but he shares in it. Like, he helped me, like, you know, with a podcast. It helps me, like, you know, with my TV or something like that. He's into photography. I don't know shit about that. But, you know, when he first started or whatever, I would help him with that. But at least I know his passions. But for the Mm -hmm. fact that Carrie's not even inspired to ask about it and Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to share, or even the fact when she didn't even ask, like, Charlotte is the one who said, did he have a son or a daughter? Like, I... I, I, I don't know. But I feel like that's a carry issue. Yeah, I know, but... Because she doesn't, with anyone, she's so incredibly self-centered. Even with her friends sometimes, the most important people in her life, I feel like sometimes she has to be prompted into asking the right questions. I but think that's a carry issue. 
that's fine. And, I, and I'm using Alexander as a thing. I'm not even bringing Aiden because when Aiden had like a very specific job too, where he's yeah. a, is it a carpenter? <laughs> yes, it? I guess. Yeah. He, Sorry. Um, I guess. Yeah. But the difference is Alexander is huge. That's how she met him. Charlotte mm-hmm. was running over him. He's like famous, famous. Like you have an exhibit and I don't understand. It's like me dating who could I use an example? And I'm just not going to ask about it? That's beyond. Yes. <laughs> like, he's so well known in, in his field, and you don't care yeah. to know why. You, I bet you if you, someone asked her what kind of art he does, she couldn't even tell you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And not to, to give her a little slack, he does say that he doesn't want to talk about it. But again, mm-hmm. we've seen Alexander. If she does ask, he will indulge. Yes. You know, so, um, so um, Steve comes home and he's like, oh, hey, Carrie, nice to see you. And then he comes over. He's like, oh, I went over to the neighborhood. I brought some desserts for you. And then he kisses Miranda and he's like, I love having your friends over. You know, Steve just being Steve, just being nice. And then you see. That's why I just said it was sweet. (laughs) And then. Yeah, it was sweet enough that Carrie has a look on her face and decides, you know, I want you to meet the Russian. And then Marin is like, okay. So then we see Alexander. He had just put an, pulled an all-nighter, and then he comes in. He's clearly tired and all that. And Carrie's all like, I thought it was in a bad mood, but I guess not. But Carrie's like, you know, since I met your friends, I would like you to meet my friends. I'm like, you didn't think that until you... Anyways, this is just a weird relationship. Bit. He says, those weren't my friends. My friends are in Europe. <laughs> I don't know why that cracked me up. He says, those are my coworkers or something like that. Yeah. And also, she... why does she think they were his friends? I feel like he made it very clear that people he knows, even when they met him. It's Carrie. What does yeah. She... In our little bubble. So he says, but yeah, I'll be happy to meet your friends on Sunday. So then he tries to keep her again. And she's like, no, no, no. Like, I can't let my column be late again. And besides, my computer is home. He's like, I have a computer that you can use. And he's like, oh, you let me use your fancy computer? He's like, yep. So Carrie is doing her job, allegedly, and typing. And she says, they say opposites attract, but they never say for how long. Should the relationship savvy person stoke the fires of passion with the kindling of work and friends, or should we simply be satisfied with romance that sizzles? I couldn't help but wonder, without sharing your world, can even the hottest relationships stop cold? I feel like that's what we've been talking about, isn't it? Yes, it has. I don't know. It's an interesting question, though, I will give her that. But I don't know. I feel like I'm still on the side of... No, it doesn't mean it turns cold without... It may affect longevity, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But in the instance, I don't think it matters as much. But if you're trying to truly build a life with somebody, I do think you will have to share yeah, your world with them. So yeah. what do you every, think? Everything else before that, I couldn't help but wonder. I don't know what she was saying. I don't know what the relationship savvy person Stoke the fire of passion, kindling of work and friends, satisfied. I don't know what that meant. And I didn't bother trying to decipher what it could mean. <laughs> but the only thing that matters was that I couldn't help but wonder without sharing your world. Can even the hottest relationship stop cold? And my answer is yes. I, I don't know what you're doing, 
if you're not sharing your world. Even yes. with friends, you share your world. Now, someone you're in a relationship with, what are you sharing? Are you just sharing lust? Then you just be a friend to benefits and let's just keep it at that. But if you're not sharing your world, what are you building towards? Again, every relationship is not building towards marriage, but yeah. if you're wanting something long-term, and I have to believe that this is long-term because they had a conversation where she was trying to decide about the options of children. And technically she gave up on the idea of having a child because he said, I know what I want. I want you. I want to be with you. And she was all in. So if you're not sharing your world, what what, what are you doing? Like, how do you not know he has a big, big show coming up? And this is on both of them. Not just Carrie being self-centered or whatever. You not wanting to share your work. When you say you want to leave your work and your private life separate, your girlfriend is not your secretary. What are you doing? So my answer is yes, he can stop cold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that makes sense. Especially if you're looking for like an actual long-term connection. I think, yeah, for sure. If it's just a fling or you're trying to live for the now, then it doesn't matter so much. But yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. So we see her typing. I don't know. This thing they call the fancy computer is just three screens, I guess. And all of a sudden... That's the worst for them, right? <laughs> <laughs> the word cold suddenly becomes bold and is across the three screens and that's it. But, I mean, it didn't lead anywhere. There was no much story after that. Um, we see Samantha in another wig. She's getting a pedicure and listening in on two young PR girls talking about Smith. And they're asking if they saw the picture of him online. And they're wondering how he could be gay. And, you know, they thought Samantha was having the hottest sex life. And apparently it's not true. They call Samantha a fag hag. Apologies, guys. Just saying verbatim what they said on the show. And Carrie says that stopped her cold. We switch over to the dog show. And Samantha is still fuming about the picture. And Samantha says, there goes years of fucking everything that walks. And Miranda asks, what happens to not sweating the small stuff? I would have punched Miranda in the oh, no, face. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Samantha says, yeah, I can't deal and have cancer and also be labeled a fag hag. And then Carrie asks, you know, hey, okay, sorry. They're sitting in the audience having this whole conversation and uh, Charlotte is backstage. They're sitting with um, Stanford. So it's Stanford, Miranda, Samantha, and Carrie. And Carrie just blurts out, hey, do you want to have drinks with the Russian tomorrow? And I'm like, are you telling me this girl scheduled drinks with the Russian and didn't check their schedule? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Stafford is like, oh, yay, me too, I want to come. And Carrie's like, oh, sorry, Stafford, it's just a girl's friend. I was like, ouch. <laughs> oh, no. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't be like tell my friend, like, yeah, everyone, I meant everyone but you. There's no way. But yeah. <sighs> she asked him when he was there. Like Exactly. Oh exactly also, and what, what would there. it hurt him being there that's one of your closest friends do you know what i mean and right. not there and also he's not he's a tier two yeah. <laughs> so. no i mean no i mean like she's still he's still a close friend i mean carrie has what three other friends and then him to me i think that's a close friend he is a close friend he's tier two of the close friends yes but like you said he was there so why would you deliberately single him out to not come. It just seemed mean. It is mean because it's yeah. tier two. <laughs> You're so, so annoying. <laughs> she would not do that to tier three people. So yeah. I mean tier one people. So um, you, you said tier three friends, Anthony. 
no, Anthony's not her friend. Tier three are these randoms that pop up and they'll have to do a that baby she claims she's been friends with for years. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Anthony and Charlotte in the back prepping Elizabeth Taylor. And then Anthony's like, did you cut yourself? Like there's drops of blood coming out and they notice that it's coming from Elizabeth Taylor. And I know nothing about dogs, but apparently that meant that she's in heat. Carrie walks in to check in on her and she's they tell her what's going on and i think anthony made a joke and she's laughing and charlotte is like i don't find that funny but then she goes back and tells the group like um she's on her period but they still go ahead with it and they're showcasing the dog and the judge is looking at elizabeth taylor and notices the blood but he excuses it i was confused at what was happening and he hit me a minute later than probably everybody else. And I was like, oh, he had a crush on Charlotte and thought she was the most beautiful thing. And that goes in play with what Nana was saying earlier in the episode, that Charlotte doesn't recognize the pretty privilege that she has yes. that helps her go through life. Yes. But that, okay, again, we're not dog people, so someone might have to explain it to us. First, I didn't know dogs got their periods like that. And I don't know if that's what happened when a dog was in heat. Um, and also why it was a why was that a factor in the judging? Because if it's a biological thing, it's not their fault. But I do know dog shows are also notoriously rigid and have their own rules, blah, blah, blah. So why would her bleeding on Charlotte would have why would that have deducted points ordinarily? It's I had a lot of questions. It signifies not perfection. Because a little the, the most I know is from that movie, Best in Show. And mm. the little, like, they they um, they judge and check everything. Like, if you saw how they were showing the eyes, the teeth, yes. this or whatever. I used to watch, and, like, craft dog shows because they just used to be on TV. But, yeah, <laughs> I think I just wasn't paying that much of attention, clearly. And but, it was... Mm-hmm. Sorry, please continue. And it was 2004 where mm-hmm. a lot of these things that are, like, women issues they don't care about so they shouldn't care that the dog is bleeding but to them Mm -hmm. it's an inconvenience and it just looks like it's kind of like in the bible where when you're in your period you're unclean yeah Yeah. so that's equivalency okay Um, it's that so they're leaving the show and samantha runs into a fellow pr person who wants smith number he's a guy and he's obviously gay and she goes, no, I'm fucking him. And he's like, sure you are. And then Samantha's like over it. She's like, I'm not doing this or whatever. And they go home and she tries, not tries. She sets up a sex tape for them to do. And she says it worked for Paris Hilton. So they should be able to do it. And then Smith is like, I don't care if people think I'm gay. He's like, it's not about you. So she gives him lines and tells him exactly what to say. And he's like, how is this going to happen? And she goes, I know exactly who to send it to. And she sends it to the PR girls. I just, this was a terrible scene. This is like probably the fakest sex scene I've ever seen in my life. Because mm-hmm. it just felt like he was swinging back and forth. And she was just, I, I, it, yeah. It was a terrible idea. Like, Samantha, yes, you're free, blah, blah, blah. But you really want a sex tape of yourself disseminated to the world like what was the thought process like anyway this is one of those things where they do where we know samantha is sexually liberated but they do certain things where it's like come on like even for samantha 
this is like too much. Yeah, and Samantha's I, not gonna care how that's gonna affect her work, her business. Like, come on. But anyway. Yeah. The argument could be made that it's a side effect of feeling insecure because of the cancer, but I just think it's a lot. On the mm-hmm. flip side, I'm just like, listen, Smith needs to put his foot down. Like, she just cheated on him. I'm still not over that. I know he is. And she asked for a sex tape, and you're like, yeah, sure. And you just did a Gus Van Zandt, and you're like, oh, yeah. And this is still the time where movie actors are being snobby. So I don't know yes. how a movie actor does a sex tape and all that. And it's like, Smith, you got to just say no to Samantha sometimes. So, mm-hmm. um. There's an odd scene at the park of all the dogs wanting to bang Elizabeth Taylor. I just, it was very odd to me. And I'm just going to skip over it. Yeah. Um, they're waiting at the bar, all the ladies for Alexander. And I choose not to speak about Samantha's Afro wig. I am not commenting on that. The, <laughs> the Russian calls and tells her that she can't make it because he's at the studio and he's working. She says she's very disappointed. And the lady says, you know, if he's in the zone, like, you know, he has to work and they understand. And then the waiter comes with like a bottle of champagne that he sends drinks with his apologies. And then Carrie's like, you know what? Why don't we drink this and go say hi? Face palm. Face palm. I'm pretty glad we're on the same page because I really thought you like were going to be on her side because I'm like, I think she's being ridiculous. And I. I really hate sometimes Sex and City. I feel like I'm always defending a man and it makes me feel gross. <laughs> but I think it's just because of Carrie. Because I'm just like, he just he's working. You just find out he's in the middle of one of the most important exhibits of his career. This is his comeback after six years away. He can't meet your friends right now. He very kindly sends over drinks and you're just going to force your friends on them anyway. And you're sitting at dinner wearing a pair of leather gloves that look like you're about to do dishes. <laughs> dishes. Like, serious. just to add insult to injury those gloves were pissing me off but yeah sorry hmm, let me breathe sorry, <laughs> yeah. but this is why i get so mad again you're not 25 you're 38 discernment and this goes to show do you even respect his work or understand the scope of his work yeah. like it's not two and two the emotional intelligence is not there at all. Samantha is the one to call it out and was like, oh, honey, are you sure you want to disturb him? She's like, oh, yeah, he's always telling me to be more spontaneous. This is not what he means, honey. No, no. And sorry, Tane isn't going to talk about that Afro wig, but I am. Because I couldn't believe my eyes. I'm just like, do they have her sitting here in a black Afro? Like, this is borderline blackface. I'm not one of those people that thinks every show has to have by force representation. Like, it annoys me when it doesn't come across as authentic. Like, not everyone has, not every show has to be forced representation for every single demographic. And we've said this in our, and and just like that recaps, I think that's why the show is so terrible, because they're trying to appease every single demographic to appear inclusive, woke, if you use that term, like all of that. And I feel like that's what's made the show a poorer show for it. Sometimes it's okay to stick in your lane. This about four rich white women and their lives. It's fine. It's okay. My thing is that sometimes show a bit of the reality of the place where they live. And if to me, it's like, oh, we don't have black people in the show. Let's put an Afro wig on Samantha. It came across as a slap in the face. I can't lie. Because I'm like, are we a joke to you? 
Because clearly that's what's going on here. And it makes no sense. It doesn't further the story in any way. There's another wig you could have slapped on her. Because the whole thing, she's got a different wig on in every scene. And Afro, be for fucking real. Ugh, anyway, sorry. So now you're going to force me to talk about it. So I see it's slightly different. Because again, on a curve, 2004, everybody was not as whatever. I get what they were trying to do. It just fell flat. Yes. The whole point is you're supposed to be a different person or whatever. And they already started with the pink one being a little Kim. So this one was like, I can be anyone that I want to be. And then this time I'm trying to be a, what's it called? A black exploitation actress or whatever and something like that and be that. But it's not okay. In, well, during the time, I don't know. I don't think I was offended. So I didn't know. But in hindsight, it's like, what are you doing? I think that was not as offensive as what comes up later. I'm just going to go into it. But they show up drunk and loud at the apartment. And this is a part where it became too much. Samantha picks at her afro. She has an afro pick. Yes. And she's like, hold up. The thing was ridiculous. Yeah. And she's picking the afro, and she's like, hold up, a sister's got to get ready. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. So if it was just that she was wearing that and was trying to be whatever, and let me tell you, like, this was 2004. As recent as 2017, 18, for those of you who watch Real Housewives of New York, we had a housewife do that. She wore an afro. She really tanned her face in the day of information because she said she was being Diana Ross. And Diana Ross does not wear afros, but that's a whole different topic you know sorry i'm gonna let you finish i do i'm gonna push back a little bit on the whole this was 2004 i feel like we would have felt was wrong then too it's just no one cared about black people's opinions and sex was on the biggest shows at the time so even if black people complained no one was gonna give a fuck but anyway i mean that's fair but you remember the movie tropic thunder like i think yeah but that's very different when Tropic that people bring up Tropic Thunder, I don't think it's the same thing at all. Like, I feel like that was the point. They were making fun of Robert Downey Jr.'s character. They weren't making fun of black people. And this to me seems like it's making fun of black people. Okay. Yeah. So um Carrie does her cutesy thing and bangs on the studio for Alexander. He comes out, he's annoyed because he's been interrupted. He says, when I say I'm working, I'm working. And then he tells the friends, he's like, I'm so sorry. Please enjoy the apartment and we will meet one day. And they're all looking at each other awkwardly. And then Miranda's like, yeah, I got to go back. Like, I'm just going to start heading back to Brooklyn. Samantha's like, I'm going to call it a night. Charlotte asks if she wants to share a cab. And she goes, no, I think I'm going to stay. Now, part of the part where I say, like, I see him differently in the past. I think the show brainwashed me and I thought that was rude. But yeah. today watching, he was actually very polite. He yes. did say, sorry, I am working. Please enjoy the apartment. I will meet you one day. I yeah. did not think he was being rude at all because if Carrie, who is allegedly a writer, she should understand when you're writing and you're in the zone, you don't want to be disturbed. And yeah. he already said that and you're disturbing him and you don't know what his process is and you think this was being rude? I don't know what to tell you, child. Yes. I do think he was a bit cold, but I think he was, he was angry at Harry, right? Yes. Um, and I feel like out of all her friends, Charlotte probably understands because she's in the art world, all of that. 
And I just, again, like you said, I don't understand Carrie's thought process. Even if he was amenable to you forcing your friends on him in that instant, your friends aren't going to get the best version of him at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Because you've interrupted his work. Like, it's you kind of... She's doing what Big does to her, to him, implying yeah. that his work isn't important. And yeah. it can be dropped at any time to indulge her whims. And it's unfair. And you're 100% right, like, if I'd watched this, like, then I would have thought he was being a dickhead too. Do you know what I mean? And now you yeah. realise that life ain't, like, doesn't work out like that. Mm-hmm. And this is twice that he's made amends. He did yes. send things. He did send his apologies. And then here, he said, he specifically said, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Again. So, um, Miranda gets home <laughs> and kisses Steve and was like, I'm so glad to be home and I love you for loving my friends. It's a case of the things you take for granted, because I, I do think that is important um, aspect to relationships. I remember specifically when I was younger, when my friend asked me, I was like, oh, if your friends don't like your boyfriend, do you care? And I was like, I don't care. It's just me and him. And that's all that matters or whatever. I'm older now. It matters. It just helps. It just makes things easier. And again, you have to have a valid reason. You can't just be like, I don't like him. And then that's it. But it just helps when your friends and your partner get along. Yes. It just is. And then I think that's also part of the sharing of life because when people are like, oh, they don't need to meet. It's my thing. It's the, again, that's not just how life works. So um, she appreciates Steve for it. Thank you for loving my friends. And then Steve tells her that he installed her internet. And later in the night, we see her going on a gossip column and she stumbles upon Samantha's very fake sex tape. And Carrie tells us in a voiceover that that cooled her love of gossip for good, or at least for now. So Carrie is in bed claiming that she could not, not claiming, she was, my bad. She could not forget the icy treatment of her friends by Alexander. And then he's still working. And then she goes in again and just walks in and is like, we need to talk. I need to talk to you about how you, I'm like, oh my God, I can't, I can't. <laughs> So she sees that he's going through something. He looks very worried. And then she asks him, are you okay? And he says, what if my pieces are not enough? Like, it's been six years. She says some encouraging things. and Like, you'd be fine. Like, you'd be working hard. Then she asks him, just tell me what's going on. So he opens up to her and he starts sharing his fears. And then we hear in a voiceover, Carrie saying, it's a cold, hard fact that sometimes there's not enough time in the night for both your worlds. I mean, I guess I'm supposed to give her props because she realized she had to set aside her beef. That's not really supposed to be beef, but good on her for bringing it up to talk because we always say Carrie does not talk about her things, but thank God she put that aside and listened to him, I guess. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that was the episode. And again, once again, they're really wrapping it up nice because that was a good episode. Yeah, I think we have three episodes left, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Do you have anything else to add? No, that was it for me. Great. Can you please tell the people where we can find them? Yes. Where you... they can find us. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> can you tell the people where they can find us? Yes, you can find us at the Rewatch Times 2, T H E R E W A T C H X 2. That's our handle on Instagram, on Twitter. You can send us an email at gmail.com. Feel free to share comments, thoughts, concerns, and questions. And please give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>